This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Good afternoon. Hey. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful hearing your voice. <laughs> okay, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. Let's just cut through the bullshit. You are, let me get this right, award-winning, nominated, dare say one of the females that basically paved the way for the BBWs of today. I don't know about paved the way, but yes, I've been but, but you for stuff baby. and I've been awarded stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. And in many ways, a legend. You feel me? Um, I've been following you for years, ma'am. And um very and and also seen your journey. Um because you have done some major you have done some major shit. Let's keep it one. <laughs> you know, uh, actually, I saw one of you. Uh, I guess one of your recent videos with Thor, and boy, y'all was getting it. That was a damn very hot scene, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I love shooting with Thor. Yeah, we have some good, like, natural chemistry, so it's usually a great shoot. Yeah, because one thing I, I noticed with you, you know how to work the camera. You make mm-hmm. love the camera when you're doing your scenes. Um. Explain to to my listeners how important is it as a as a porn actress and porn star and and how it enhances your image and your brand when you do that on camera. It takes time to learn it. Like I remember my first shoots, not knowing if I should like look at the camera or never look at the camera or like what I should do. So yeah. it definitely <laughs> it definitely helps when you know what you're doing in that arena. Oh. Oh yes, most definitely. And you have worked with some of the best of the best, also. Yeah, I have. I've been lucky. Oh yeah, most definitely. So look, I'm about to do these particulars to get that out of the way, so we can get to this interview and everything. Is that okay? Okay. No doubt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting career. All you have to do is download the Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm and get a profile. And let me tell you what you can do. You can record your podcast today, monetize it today, have it distributed today, and all this is for free. So go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app on your phone and start podcasting like myself. Speaking about myself, I'm your wonderful host, Kevin Arthur Southern Champ, a.k.a. The Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. You can find my porn links. You can find my music links and my social links all with one link. I'm talking about all my links.com backslash porn rap star. Go there and experience the world of porn rap star with one link. Also, we are proudly sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about LSworld.com. Go there today and get a profile and uh damn it, I'm losing my thought. <laughs> get, get a profile. <laughs> find keep-minded people like yourself. And if you are an experienced person, find new people that you can interact with and also even find 
events in your area. So go to lsworld.com and start your adventure into the LS community. And we're also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts giving you the black experience. Plus, while you're there, you can get some shopping done. I'm talking about fashion, beauty, health, books, masks, jewelry, you name it. You got it. And it's from over 500 black retailers. That means you have choices, people. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, support the black businesses, build the black economy so we can create generational wealth. You feel what I'm saying? So we can have more millionaires in our community. And with that being said, I'm about to shut up and let this legendary, sexy, lovely lady introduce herself. Go ahead. Um, Hey, guys. I'm Alexis Allure. I'm a BBW porn star, and I've been in the business for about eight years. Mm-hmm. And with you being in the business now, heading on to a decade, you have seen from the <laughs> beginning to the. So, as before, I even go into how you got to the business as a BBW. Please explain to people how the game has changed as a BBW. Um, I don't. It's a lot. It's always up and down. It's really interesting because. I feel like BBWs are so popular with the fans and so popular, like number, like, you know, top 10 search terms on Pornhub and stuff. But a lot of mainstream companies kind of go back and forth on shooting us. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people in our community have really pushed and created their own, their own websites and their own events and their own things um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, continue our popularity and continue interacting with our fans and having our, our place in the porn community. Yes, because I remember a time there was no BBW award for AVA. Exactly, yeah. And then and now there's not again, so. <laughs> oh God, they took it away? <clears throat> yeah, AVN took it away. So what happened was they had the BBW category and then they took it away and then they replaced not I wanna know if they replaced but included us in the niche performer category. Ooh. Um so <laughs> and I I wanna say I might be wrong and people are gonna know immediately if I am, but I wanna say maybe we have BBW as a fan voted award. I think mm. that the niche category is actually fan voted, but mm. um that's why we have our own award show now. We have the BBW award show. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that the maybe reasons. the eight Maybe the AVN is like, well, shit, hell, they got their own award ceremony, which is somewhere attached and done the same weekend. Well, we we yeah. started our own after AVN took our category yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because but honestly, um, it's so much more fun. It's so much more fun. Anyway. Um, we really celebrate everyone in the community. So I'm, I'm. Happy yeah, y'all be doing it up in them award that award show, yo. I be seeing y'all dancing, be having the shoes on. Y'all be having the ball up in there. <laughs> so with that being said let's go back in time what got the beautiful Alexis Allure into the business um I was on a good old Craigslist personals <laughs> if there you go if you're my age or older you'll remember Craigslist personals <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. and I met another woman another BBW woman who uh was just also getting started with webcamming and stuff and she was mm-hmm. like um she was like I'm looking for another girl to play with and like maybe we'll just 
date and maybe we'll also like webcam together like let's just see what happens Mm -hmm. uh so I teamed up with her and she taught me uh how to webcam and how to like start my own clip store and all kinds of stuff like that Mm -hmm. um I did some shoots for uh big cuties which is like more of a pinup bbw ssbbw site yeah 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 that was cute they have their little photo sets and stuff um and then the my very first like professional porn shoot with was actually with Rodney Moore, so that okay. was really cool. That was like a cool. <laughs> that said, I'm sitting here saying I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That's how much I follow her. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I eventually just branched out on my own and made a mm. lot of other friends in the community and started doing my mm. own thing with it. Uh, mm-hmm. and shot for like some bigger names like Plumper Pass and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. So when you did your first boy girl professional shoot, uh-huh. um, describe the scene of how you felt, your emotions walking into it, um, and your preconceived notions of shooting of shooting porn. I know everybody has that preconceived notion walking in. I wasn't super nervous, but. Uh, And I had, like, kind of shot my own stuff, so I sort of knew what to expect. But especially because I was working with such a big name for my first, like, official thing, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I I wonder how it's going to go. Like, hopefully he likes me, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully this is good. (laughs) And I really liked that we went through a whole long list of, like, different sex acts and different interests and like talked about what we liked and didn't like. So that was really mm-hmm. nice. Um, like mm-hmm. informed and specific consent is so great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Um, I don't know about my preconceived notions. I think I just thought like we were mentioning looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah. I think I just kept um, trying to tell myself like, remember to look at the camera. Like, uh, I know we did some POV shots and I was mm-hmm. thinking like, you have to keep your eyes open when you're giving him the blowjob and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because people don't realize we think while we're shooting. Exactly. And and it's not, and that's the main reason, the main difference between fucking off camera and fucking on camera people. When you're on camera, you're actually constantly thinking because you yeah, think about you the camera. Yeah, you have to think of know, like where you're, where you're paying attention Um where your eyes are, like how much of your body and how much penetration the camera can see. Mm-hmm. And most definitely. And I see that you you took to it like a fish took the water. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, with shooting with the major companies, what did you learn and how did you apply that to your own brand? It's not, like, super different, but it's definitely a different experience when you go on set and there's, like, a lot, a much bigger set and, like, a lot more people in the room. And um, I I enjoy being super professional, but, like, how professional they are compared to, like, just a casual trade shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I learned specifically. <laughs> <laughs> because see, I really they, they... it. Go ahead, go ahead, I really go enjoyed it. I really enjoyed shooting for bigger companies, though, and um, I also learned. You know what I did learn that even though I already knew this mostly, that fans do have a really good response to it, and um, mm-hmm. even people who are signed up for more mainstream sites but don't shoot BBW as much, 
they love mm. my scenes and they ask me to work with them all the time so mm. I think that's something that maybe the company has learned as well mm-hmm. yeah um now you, you speak about the list that they gave you now I always talked about this uh speak talking about boundaries now we you worked in Hollywood me myself I'm more on the independent side of things Speak to the importance of setting up and talking about boundaries between talents before shoots and why that's very important. It's so important because you want both all the people involved to feel comfortable. And my personal rule and my advice that I give, especially new models, is if you haven't tried something in your personal life or you've tried it and you haven't liked it, don't do it on camera. Like, don't put yourself in a position or don't let anyone put you in a position where you're not going to feel fully comfortable and happy with what you're doing because not only does that, like, hurt yourself, um, you can tell. Like, people know. They can see it on your face if you're doing something you don't want to do. And it, no one's ever going to judge you if you're like, hey, I'm not really comfortable with that or that's something I'm not into. And I think that it's just a much like funner, sexier, more productive shoot when everyone is happy and has super informed and direct specific consent about what you guys are going to do, how you're going to do it, mm-hmm. and um, what everyone's comfort levels are. Yeah, because see, the thing of it is, is that um, especially in your situation, a lot of times you don't get the chance to meet the talent or interact with the talent before. Yeah, you just meet them. Yeah, you just meet them like that day, like five Mm -hmm. minutes before. Exactly. So it's kind of like now you got to shoot your shot with one shot versus, you know, with a content trade, it might be different because someone that you don't work with before or y'all been kind of had established a... uh, a kinship per se doing the interaction prior to the shoots or what have you. Even um, when I'm st- friends with people and even when I've shot with them before, I do still like to check in, especially if I haven't shot with them in a while and say like, mm-hmm. Hey, I know in the past you've been into this, this and this. Are you still into that? Is that something you want to do today? Is that something you mm-hmm. don't want to do? Um, and I think that's still really helpful. Oh yes, most definitely. <laughs> so, um, what people don't like, like I tell everyone, every guest, I talk about the unsexy shit on here. We 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 get real on here. You know, <laughs> speak to the prep mentally when it comes to shoot. Mentally, I feel like sometimes, like sometimes you're not always into it. You know, like especially if I have like some early morning shoot and like. I don't know. I have other stuff going on in my personal life. So uh, sometimes I do have like need to take a minute to like get my head in the game and get into character. And uh, Mm -hmm. maybe you spend a little time by yourself before you go to set, you know, getting turned on Mm -hmm. or I've seen even male talent, like FaceTime their girlfriend real quick, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hey, talk dirty to me a little bit. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Watch some porn that you enjoy. Cause Mm-hmm. Um, like I was mentioning earlier, like if you're not into it, people can tell. <laughs> so yeah, I don't care how good of an actor or actress you are, you know. Um, mm-hmm. if you like can't get your head in the game and at least it, <laughs> then mm-hmm. people are gonna know. So mm-hmm. sometimes it does. Sometimes you show up to set and you meet the talent and you have great nat- natural chemistry with them, and it's 
like an extra bonus of being even more mm-hmm. fun, you know, like you're genuinely enjoying your time together. And mm-hmm. sometimes you go there and everyone's nice and you're still being professional, but like mm-hmm. maybe this isn't someone you, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like normally be having sex with. So you just have to kind of like get it together and get excited mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. keep your eye on the prize. Oh, yeah. Now, be it that you're a BBW. And we know how the industry feels about the BBW. Not the fans, you just talk about the industry. Mm-hmm. How important is it to be professional when it comes it's to being a BBW? It's extremely important. It's extremely important to be professional because I feel that we're almost held at a higher standard sometimes than some of the more mainstream models because people are already judging us people are already feeling like we're second tier sometimes you Mm -hmm. know so I think it's even more important to show up and give your best and be on time and not be dramatic and you know yeah like leave whatever bullshit is going on at home at home um Mm -hmm. and just act like a queen like we uh will tell each other like goddess behavior only like you need to be extra classy and mm-hmm. extra professional because unfortunately we are held to a higher standard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because see the, the thing of it is that a lot of the industry don't want to shoot y'all to begin with Yeah, because in their mind, y'all don't make money. Right. Which is so fucking wrong. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I'm sorry. Your only fans a lot of that top 100 is BBWs. They stop playing. Yeah, that's true. I've yeah. even heard from, I've even heard from like non-talent, like just regular guys telling me like, I am more into BBW girls, but I just end up watching like maybe just like chubby big naturals because I can't find mm-hmm. as much content as I want mm-hmm. you know, there to be out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So damn true. So with that being said, speaking about guys, now you do content trade, am I correct? Yeah, I do. I do definitely okay. a lot. That's probably the majority of um of my content is content that I own. Okay, this is so, so we about to tap into that in a second. Now, guys always trying to break into this business. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I always have guys that ask me, Well, you know how I get in the business, I said listen to this podcast. So I'm about to give I'm gonna let you have a little fun. Cause I know Y'all females get pissed off when dudes hit you up want to shoot. <laughs> I only get what? pissed off when they come unprofessional. See, that's what I want to get to. What do a guy have to bring to the table that would make Mr. Lord say? For me personally, I'm not working with anyone who's brand new. I'm just not. I'm. Not, I don't have the patience or time to be teaching anyone how to hey, what to do. You. But I think that if you can um, do your research (laughs) and Mm. kind of like start building your brand from the beginning, like choose a name, like get an email that matches your name and get everything sorted, um, get your look together, decide what your vibe is going to be. And then Mm. if you can find someone else who is kind of also starting out in the industry or who is like more open to working with new people and Mm. Uh, honestly, my advice would be to probably pay for some shoots with girls to begin with, because if you mm-hmm. can find girls who are already in the industry, who are maybe newer or have a lower rate, and you can 
pay for a few shoots as sort of a proof of concept to like Mm -hmm. know that you can perform and do your job. That's also really helpful because if you have model references, like other models you've worked with, you can say, yeah, I worked with him and it went really well. Then I'm definitely more inclined to do that. Um, Also Mm -hmm. just having like a, being able to present yourself in a professional way where, like I said, um, you have Twitter and social media and your name is the same on all of it. So I'm not confused if you're like, Hey, <laughs> my name, I, cause I get that all the time where they're like, they message me from a completely different profile that has no, no mm-hmm. porn on it and nothing to do with the industry. And they're like, mm-hmm. it says, I don't know, like whatever. It's like their personal Instagram. And then they're like, Oh, my name is so-and-so. And I'm like, Oh, that's not the name on this Instagram. That's not the name on your email like I don't even they're like using their girlfriend's email or something I'm like who who is it that I'm talking to like Mm -hmm. you want to know you want to have like a good set of photos some model references um even if you don't have a ton of content if your Twitter is set up so it has that consistent branding and like some pictures of your face like some Mm -hmm. pictures of your body not just like videos of you jerking off you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um don't don't send them any photos unless they ask you honestly yeah Um, actually because when guys message me and they're just like oh here's my dick pic i'm like no what the fuck i don't want to see your dick pic like (laughs) that is not part of this process (laughs) but see but see the thing of it is is that guys have to find that that fine line of being professional and not being thirsty yeah exactly exactly Dudes being thirsty when they message me turns me off immediately. It may even I've even had people who have been in the business for a long time who like I'm set up to shoot with. They'll be like, "Oh, I heard we we're shooting next week for this company." Like, and then they try to like slide in the DMs on a personal level, and I'm like, "No, bro, that's not no." I'm glad you said something about that. I'm glad you said about how you feel about talent fucking off camera. It's fine if that's what you're into. Um. I'm not saying I've never done it, but I'm not super into it. And when I go to work, it's because I'm going to work. I'm there Mm. to work, you know, like I don't want to fuck around. (laughs) Mm. And um, if you're going to shoot your shot, like maybe just do that after work. And if someone's not receptive to it, be respectful of that and just say like, Mm. okay, I understand, you know. Because because one thing that I know from back in the day that that kind of did hurt girls when that became a regularity yeah you know, and my other thing about that is just please be safe like if you guys are making sure you're tested and you have your two-week test from talent testing or cet something that's mm-hmm. verifiable and you're making sure that you're keeping up with those standards on camera don't be fucking off camera with untested people just because they're also in the industry you know like <laughs> That's yes. my other thing, and I'm gonna call people out about that for sure. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's serious. Like, it's serious. Yeah, because because they don't realize how much you got to curve your sex life once you become a porn star. Yeah, exactly. Because if you have your two week test, but you're fucking off camera with untested people, it makes your test irrelevant, and it puts yeah. everyone at risk. Yeah, fuck up your money because people don't realize how much money Hollywood would lose just off of one bad test. Why? It's true. It can shut. It can shut down production for everyone. Most definitely. Now, speaking about business, let's get to the 
real good good stuff, Shelly. <laughs> now you are a businesswoman. You've been a businesswoman from day one, from what you're basically telling me. Yeah, definitely. So, so you have multiple sites, of course. Uh huh. Um, you also have you also um you, you webcam. Um, do you do fan meet and greet? I haven't been webcamming a lot, but I um I used to in the past, and I'd like to like mm-hmm. get back into it. But I honestly mm-hmm. haven't been on cam a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And you also do you do fan meet and greet? You meet with fans? Uh, that's something I don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. You good? You good? You're if good, we could just good. if we could just cut that part out, then I'm happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not no. You're talking about it. We ain't talking about it. But... <laughs> Um, what I the reason why I bring it when I'm coming to is people don't realize that this business is not always rosy, especially when it comes to the money. It's, it's hard. Uh, it's inconsistent. You know, like even if you are making sure you do your update, the the way to to have it be more consistent is to making sure to make sure you're doing all your updates regularly. Like if you mm-hmm. say I'm gonna have a new um. I'm going to have a new scene on my site every week, like every Monday, then make sure you have it up there every Monday. And I think what a lot of new models especially don't realize and maybe old models forget is that it is a business. It's not just a fun lifestyle. It's not just a sexy mm-hmm. time. And if you want your money to be consistent and you want to have your growth, you have to treat it like a business and you have to be accountable to yourself a lot of times. Even when there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of, you know, temptation for some people, like (laughs) traveling Mm -hmm. and partying with your sexy friends all the time. And that's fun. But if you say you're going to have a shootout every week, you have to have a shootout every week, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that. Yeah. No, because see, because no one ever talks about the ups and downs because you got the girls that want to post how much they make. No, it's true. It's true. One day you'll make $5,000 in a day and you're like, wow, this is great. I'm going to take some time off. And then one day you're like, man, my website doesn't pay out for another like eight days after, you know, (laughs) after the pay And I'm going to take my ass to McDonald's because I only have $5. (laughs) Now, being in the business for eight years, how much did you learn to pay attention to the numbers? Um, I mean, because I've always been an entrepreneur, even before that, I feel like I'm kind of used to that ebb and flow, but I would definitely say that it's, I learned and it's important to budget and put money away when you have those multi-thousand dollar days and not just go have a shopping spree. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> I know, like, we all do that, you know? Yeah. And so it's it's like just a different way of living in a different way of managing your money than when you have a consistent paycheck where you know that every Friday you're getting X amount. Because uh, another part of it, which you also on the business end is you make it a point to stick with your brand from the outfits that you pick, the way you do your hair. I'm sorry that black and white picture you sent me, that shit was flaming. Oh my god! Um, I know. I love that photographer. Ah, god, that's shit. That's shit. I said. <laughs> that that's an old photo, but I've used, I've used that set of photos for like everything. But you, you had a classic look, you know. Period. And 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 one thing I say, you have what's called classic beauty, you know. Period. Like you can fit any time period. 
You get where I'm coming from? You know, yeah. I can see you play a scene in, from the 1920s. I can see you do one for 1950s and 70s or what have you. But back to what I was saying with your brand, you make it you make it a point to portray and push yourself as a sex symbol. Speak to the importance of pushing yourself to that standard. You get where I'm coming from as far as everything that you do from filming to your pictures. I just try to make sure it's always on point, you know? I you mm-hmm. have to pay attention to the little details sometimes and um that's what you're selling. You're selling the fantasy of like the perfect woman and the perfect experience. And mm-hmm. sometimes uh, like even money ties into this, like you were saying, like detail focusing on the details doesn't even have to be expensive. Like sometimes I have a $150 set of nails on like a really nice manicure. <laughs> and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm wearing a $5 set of press ons from Walmart, but it's still, polished like I still paid attention and took the time to curate that look and make sure Mm -hmm. that uh I was like living the fantasy for my fans to see that and to perceive my character that way Mm -hmm. because I know that going to be to be a nominated lady especially for the AVNs um tell me how you felt hearing your name and I honestly couldn't believe it I honestly couldn't believe it the first time I had because I had won like uh like the big awards and stuff like that before mm-hmm. but the first time I had an, an AVN nomination I was like really shocked like genuinely shocked because I don't wake up and think of myself like oh you're the top you're the top five BBW actresses in the scene you know <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't wake up and be like oh, I'm number one, you know, I, mm-hmm. it was really, I don't know, I was really surprised and I was really grateful. And um, I really loved that my work was like recognized. But even now, like, I don't think of myself as someone super important. <laughs> but then when stuff happens, crazy stuff happens to me, like a fan sees me in public, and they're like, legitimately, like star shocked. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's to me the fact that you was regardless of how the AVN feels about BBWs, the fact that you was named to me speaks volume of the work that you do. Because yeah, it was of, an honor. Yeah, because of the work that they actually look at and honor on their stage. They you it ain't no amateur shit on that motherfucker. Ain't no just shit, you know, period. And like I said, with you also, how do you come up with the different type scenes? Because I see you one that try to keep from um, I try. <laughs> it's hard sometimes, especially if you get like the base formula of a scene in your head and it's someone you've mm-hmm. worked with a lot, it's hard to think of a different scenario. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes I do ask my fans what they want to see. I love their feedback and I love when they tell me um, things that they've enjoyed in the past. Um, Sometimes you just have to get creative and do a little brainstorming, maybe like write a list and, you know, think about it for a while. And then sometimes it's just situational. Like if my, if one of my like male talent, if they come over and I haven't seen them in a while, uh, I'll say like, hey, let's just start the scene by saying like, oh my god, I haven't seen you in a while. I really missed you. Like, let's get into it. You know, 
sometimes like, yeah. like sometimes they just use parodies of real life like that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna ask you this because you done done a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite scene that you ever shot? My favorite scene that I've ever shot. I don't know. That's such a good question. <laughs> because I honestly don't know. Because it's like with with you, you have a very strong catalog. One you know, time, good. yeah. Um, one time I did a scene um, with Tommy Pistol uh for marshmallow girls aiden star was directing it i know i've mm-hmm. mentioned that scene before when i was asked this question and mm-hmm. it was super hot like that whole day was just perfect the set was really pretty um i love both everyone that was on set and um my makeup was perfect and <laughs> it was really it was really fun that was the first time i got to work with him too and that was really exciting mm-hmm. yeah now what was your confidence level before porn? What was well, your confidence level before porn? It was like a ten. Um, I come. That's from good. The, I come from the BDSM community, uh, mm-hmm. so before I did porn, I did a lot of BDSM stuff where Ooh. I would like perform at private parties and perform at club venues and. Um, do a lot of things like that in kind of my personal life anyways mm-hmm. uh so i wasn't porn wasn't my first time being naked in front of a room full of people <laughs> See? so it was already like it was something different for me but it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily something new completely mm-hmm. um i wasn't used to being filmed or mm-hmm. maybe used to being in like uh, super direct light confronting lighting <laughs> where you can yeah. where with a 4k camera where they can see every flaw in your face but um i wasn't i was used to you know performing sex acts in front of mm-hmm. more than oh one person nah, where nah, you people were directly watching me you gotta tell me about it, the bdsm last sex act because i know that i know one mentally it was like these motherfuckers loving me because I know you. <laughs> how turned on was you? One being watched by all these people. I love it. I think it's really fun. Um, I really enjoy performing, but um, especially performing things that you are, are already interested in and things that you really like to do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've done a lot of stuff like been at BDSM club nights where I was on stage. Um, getting spanked and getting flogged and stuff and that I don't know it's just definitely something I enjoy that's super hot to me and it's not mm-hmm. even necessarily doing it in front of other people but mm-hmm. it's still it's fun because you feel more than just you and your partner's energy like it's the whole vibe in the room and like everyone's super turned on and uh, you know it's just mm-hmm. it's a very specific feeling <laughs> Yeah. Have you done it? Uh, I know it might be a dumb question. Have you done a BDSM scene? No, not really. Um, I did like one thing. Not really. Um, I'm not, <laughs> she said not really. I, I'm not not into it, but um, I know in the past a uh, couple years in interviews, I've said like, oh, I'd like to get something like that started to see more like um, BDSM 
like BBW scenes because I mm. have there's not many of those. Um, mm. Especially there's not there's especially not many like um, there's a lot of cam girls like this, but I don't think there's a lot of published scenes of like um, BBW women being submissive. If anything, yeah. it's just like a lot of femdom stuff, which just mm. isn't my personal vibe. But I don't. I don't think that's something I'm going to like actively pursue <laughs> because I also <laughs> think it's just, I also think it's just a different fan base than what I currently have. And mm. um, when I've done one or two things that were more like that, my fans were kind of like not into it. <laughs> they were just like, um, <laughs> I don't really like that. I'd rather see you be worshipped than anything Mm. else so I know that you can gain like a new fan base and take a different perspective um but I'm just not really at my point the that point in my career where I'm gonna do pivot and do something completely different but I would absolutely Mm. be excited to like advise and help out if someone else was gonna do something like that and I still think it would be something cool to Mm. um to see and to produce yeah because it's that you said basically um I always heard a girl say they, if they did a certain thing, it would turn off their fan base or what have you. It happens. It happens. Yeah, speak, speak to that. Speak to that. I don't want to get into a place where I am at the mercy of my fan base, where I am controlled by them. I think it's really nice to have your own creativity. But I think mm-hmm. that once you build a brand and build a character and build a fan base and a personality um, that they do expect that and they do enjoy that. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to have some consistency, you know, like you can do a side project here and there, but, and have variety and that's nice. But I think once you're kind of geared in one direction that, it's more profitable and better longevity to kind of maintain that over the years. Most definitely. Now, with your experience being in the business eight years, being in Hollywood, why do you think Hollywood is so hesitant to push BBW porn? Just- uh, I think that they're just fat phobic. I think that... Uh, <laughs> it's so true, but go ahead. I think that American media is tra- fat phobic. I think that Hollywood is fat phobic and... Um, honestly if some big producers aren't turned on by big girls they don't want to shoot it and they don't want to put their money there because they're afraid that they're going to lose money on their expensive productions when they're not sure if that's what their fan base will enjoy Mm -hmm. oh yeah because i think that's kind of stupid because i know that there are a ton of really hardcore bbw fans out there and i know myself and plenty of other bbw models who make money so oh shit from talking to two bbws from over in europe that do webcam they look up to you ladies <laughs> y'all inspiration that's for awesome. them straight up that's straight awesome. up straight up you know what i'm saying shouts out to uh the sweetheart mia and roxanne miller roxanne miller you know what i'm saying i interviewed them mm-hmm. episodes with them recently and um it's the to me, that's the one thing that I love about you that you're very comfortable in. Um, and you also exude very much confidence on camera, you know, period. And um, also, another reason, that, like, I t- like I tell people why I do this podcast is 
people people don't give you ladies enough respect as being smart business women in this that business. That's true, and it does take a lot of the business side of porn, especially when you're independent like me mm-hmm. and a lot of other BBW models is honestly equal or more it's an equal amount or larger amount of work and <laughs> focus mm-hmm. than it is just the performing aspect because people don't realize that it's not like to the 2000s where people would go on set and just shoot mm-hmm. and get paid and leave and that's all they would do is get one big paycheck from that like you are setting up your own shoots uh, often on trade shoots doing your own makeup you know, uh, editing your own scenes, purchasing your own lighting, making sure you have um, stuff set up with other talent, like you're being your own agent, you're being your own photographer sometimes, and social media manager, and you're not just promoting it to one site, you know, you have like your OnlyFans, many vids, clips for sale, uh, your personal website, and then you're doing your Twitter, your Instagram, you know, like, there's so many things on your plate at once that you are managing and you're doing so many jobs like a bim a legitimate like bimbo stupid girl is not not getting away with doing that you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like people can and do hire help you know to do that if they need to but it definitely does take intelligence and you have to be intelligent you have to be classy you have to be professional like all these things at the same time yeah, see, that's why I named this. She's not just legendary people. <laughs> it's like I'm not just like spending my whole day just like getting dressed up and getting fucked. You know, that's super yeah. fun and that's part of it. But there's so yeah, many as a whole as a headache, the promotion, getting you fuckers to buy the shit. That's the whole yeah, <laughs> yeah. Promoting yourself constantly, interacting with your fans, keeping up with the trends, mm-hmm. keeping up with what you know like only fans recently being like we're not hosting any more content everyone's scrambling to try to figure out <laughs> where they're gonna go after that you know see this is how i know they this is how i know your butt should actually be a podcaster and the reason why i'm gonna bring you back on this show more often <laughs> she just did a segue that i was gonna get to and she did it before i can get to it and i and the segue was so fucking smooth i had to give her props but go ahead <laughs> Yeah, so I do feel bad for the models who are new and haven't experienced being deplatformed before, but BBWs and porn stars in general have been deplatformed so many times in the past that you do just have to adapt and you do just have to be one step ahead and ready mm-hmm. to change what you're doing and not flip out and not put all your eggs in one basket because like, mm-hmm. like I was mentioning, like, in the past, you know, people only did one thing. Like they worked for, mm-hmm. they had one one website or they worked for like a few companies and that's all they did. Mm-hmm. And today, um, instead of one way to make $2,000, there's 10 ways to make 200 and you have to do all 10 of them to survive. Yeah. So, so y'all heard that I from would... a person that this for a decade, but go ahead. <laughs> My advice to all the new, especially with OnlyFans, OnlyFans is so unique because it became a household name and it was at the height of its popularity during a pandemic when many people who had never done anything like that before turned to that 
to make their money when they were working from home or whatever, didn't have a job. And Mm -hmm. they, a lot of them, unfortunately, didn't have any mentorship, didn't have any advice, didn't do any research. And a lot of these young girls especially got used to making all their money from one platform, not realizing that they needed to not live above their means and make sure they save their money and plan for the future. Um, a lot of them didn't do that. They were just like, oh, cool. I'm making 10000 a month on my OnlyFans now. Let me go get that $5,000 a month apartment. Let me go get that $600 a month car lease. And mm-hmm. then when they were threatened with uh, being deplatformed for the first time ever, were understandably slipping out because they didn't know what was mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times their whole income was based off of it. Yeah. There's plenty of girls out there like that. That's true. Um, so, I mean, my main advice is just seek mentorship, seek like peer to peer training and do your research and make sure you're having different income sources and saving your money. Don't just, (laughs) don't just go out there. I mean, like, you know, I understand everyone does that when they have their first multi-thousand dollar day they take their ass to Louis Vuitton they take their ass to (laughs) they They, do it up they treat themselves yeah I understand please do that but don't do that every month you know yeah (laughs) make sure you're you're planning as soon as they get that slow money they're like what the fuck happened I know and they're like freaking out (laughs) yeah because um the one thing that OnlyFans learned as these other platforms learned is that the sex worker, the content creator in general has power. Because when y'all stepped away from OnlyFans, guess who stepped with you? The subscribers. That's and true. OnlyFans, they they estimated how much they were going to take a loss. But when they saw that their estimation was dead wrong, that's why they did a bruh haul. <laughs> they freaked out and tried to do a 180. <laughs> yeah. And 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 see, and then when I go back to ladies, you I said this before, you have to cultivate each platform. You have to actually put the same amount of energy promoting each platform as you would the platform that makes the most money. You promote the platform that ain't making money just as much as the one you do that's making money. The reason why, because that sucker might eventually make money, and guess what? That's now three checks, four checks, five checks. You know, and me, I rather have more bullets in the gun myself. It's true. You have to diversify, especially as like an independent BBW star and people who don't have agents, people who Mm -hmm. do a lot of uh, trade work. Like you just have to diversify and you have to be consistent because Mm -hmm. if one day the main platform goes down and you already have all your other stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. going on other platforms, then that can help you get it back together. And, you know, most definitely. When was the moment you figured out this is a marathon, not a sprint? Um, I think I kind of didn't pay attention to it. And I, I kind of like woke up one day and was like, oh, wow, I've been doing porn for like three or four years now. I haven't, it's not like <laughs> I'm new anymore. I haven't just started. Like, this is definitely something I'm going to do consistently. And um, it's not just like something fun I'm doing for a little while. See, yeah, because um, people don't realize the real money in this is longevity. It's true. The, because... And people don't, I don't think they realize um, 
the value of owning your own content either because especially mm-hmm. when you're new and you want to make more money you're thinking like oh paid shoots are great like that's the goal and paid shoots are great but guess what you never get to sell that content and guess what the company owns it for the rest of your life and they are going to put it where they want it to when they want to and when you have your own content the value of that is infinite because you can resell that as many times as you want you can put it Mm -hmm. on a new website you can use it years later um you can sell it to other people to use you know and that Mm -hmm. i think more of a better investment you know Mm mm-hmm so now the other thing is I used to say back in the day when girls came in, they came looking for producers. Now they just grab a cell phone and a toy. Uh, <laughs> so in from, from the eight years you've been here, what you think is now missing in porn that, that we had back when you started? I honestly can't think of anything um, just like professionalism. And I think it's like going back to the OnlyFans thing is yes. I think because OnlyFans and platforms like that are so accessible and like more of a household name and people who have no experience just think anyone can do this. Um, I think it's cool because it does help some people out. But I think that what's missing there is people um i don't know how to put it is people doing their research and like doing their time before Mm -hmm. they think they can just jump in feet first without any like knowledge (laughs) because it used to be like it used to be hard to get into porn you know what i mean there was like a a fee for entry like you couldn't Mm -hmm. just do whatever and like be immediately making money and i think that it creates situations where just anybody thinks that they're a porn star now or thinks they're in the industry and it leads to some like low-key stuff that's like just annoying and silly and doesn't matter like dudes Mm -hmm. messaging me every day being like hey let's shoot and I'm like who the fuck are you you're nobody and they're like oh well, well I have an well I have an OnlyFans and I'm like that doesn't mean anything like anyone can have an OnlyFans, like mm-hmm. literally anyone. And I, but I think some of the more serious problems that things like that causes are um, people shooting without having verified tests, without having mm-hmm. recent tests um, with people who maybe have ill intentions and aren't super safe just because mm-hmm. they're new, they're new and they don't know that. So honestly, I do miss a little bit more exclusivity. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm an old head. It's like I still cringe at the thought of filming with a cell phone. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Because, <laughs> I definitely do film on my cell phone, mm-hmm. but I do I understand. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've well, I've never I've done it for a solo, but um, because to me, it's like maybe because the way I came in the game, it kind of spoiled me because I love having that cameraman. Yeah. And, if I'm gonna film Yeah, go ahead. If I'm gonna have someone film me, like if I pay someone to come for me, then of course I expect them to show up with at least some professional equipment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Period. So hold on. 
This flex was brought to you by Alexis Allure. She said, pay. Some of you in here females come out of their mouth and say, pay for. See? Please preach to invest in invest in your damn self. It's true. You have to that's what I'm saying. Like having good quality, um, good good production quality, making taking your time to make sure the lighting is good, taking your time to cut the tag out of your lingerie, <laughs> like things yeah. like that do set you apart from the people who just come in here with like an iPhone 7 and their dick in their hand thinking because they have an OnlyFans, they're a porn star now. <laughs> yeah. And it, it does make a difference. It does get you recognized. You, you're the product. <laughs> you're the Just... product and you're what's going to make yourself money, your personality and how you present yourself. See, she said a lot without saying much, people. So I just want to say this. I definitely want to bring you back because there's a lot we didn't hit. It's a lot. Yeah, I'd love to. Most definitely. Actually, I would love to make you offer you the position of smoke buddy where you come back on a regular basis because I think my fans going to love you. Sure, we can definitely talk about that. Most definitely. So tell everybody where they can find you, Miss Lovely. Oh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Alexis Allure and it's Alexis with three X's. You can Mm. also find me on Instagram, but Instagram hates me. So my name on there is Allure Alexis, and it's only one X, even though it's always three. Uh, definitely join my OnlyFans. I am going to let it ride on OnlyFans, even though they're kind of mm-hmm. sketchy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, OnlyFans.com slash Alexis Allure, and that's Alexis mm-hmm. with three Xs. Um, you can find all my links there, too. I won't, I won't try to list everything for you guys, but definitely hit up my Twitter. That's, like, my most active platform where... You can find all my new scenes and all the information. And will you be going to any conventions this coming Honestly, up? no. I think I'm going to still lie low with everything <laughs> crazy that's going on. And Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I guess why I've been traveling too tough. Yeah. Yeah, wait it out, and hopefully but, we'll see how it's going. But you're going to AVNs, is you? Well, because you're you you right there by it. I don't fully know what's happening with AVN in person this year. So mm. we will see. I'm sure I'll yeah. at least make some appearances um, if mm. they're going to do something. But I am i don't think I have 100% confirmation yet about what's happening with them. Well, well this is what I'm going to say. You have made this man, this retired porn star, <laughs> feel honored. People, I have interviewed a legend. BBW legend, a lady that I have followed for all her eight years. And yeah, I did say I do wish I had the opportunity to have shot with you because I'm sorry. You're one of the best I have ever seen. And, oh, thank and, you. And, and, and that's serious, seriously. So with that being said, people, you know how we end this. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge. <laughs>